Hello and welcome to the Surgical Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Haider Al-Hakim, the Third Eye Doctor. Pull up a chair and get ready for some candid and uncompromising discussion with experts, innovators, agitators, and influential people from every corner of health and well-being. From inside the hospital to at home in the kitchen, we're leaving no stone unturned in our quest to uncover the secrets of healthier, happier, more successful, and less stressful lives. Thank you so much for joining us, and without further ado, let's meet this episode's guest. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm great, Haidar. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it, it's it's a great pleasure having you here today, and um, I think you're the first. Well, actually, you're the second podcaster I've had, but I've been following your work for uh, for quite some time, and. Um, what is it about Edinburgh that that you love so much that you called your podcast inspired Edinburgh? <laughs> I mean, Edinburgh is both my physical and spiritual home. It's it's where I was born. It's where I live. It's where I've always lived. I studied here. I uh, went to school here, university here, worked here, and I've travelled all around the world. And I've never resonated with a place more than Edinburgh. Um, so whilst, yes, my podcast is called Inspired Edinburgh, um, there's other reasons behind that as well. But I, I do feel a deep connection to the place. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's bizarre. So what what are the other reasons and, and, and why do you call it your spiritual home? Uh, so, I mean, the, the other reasons stem back to when I originally began my journey in podcasting. Um, so just to, to kind of go full circle on that, it was originally inspired by Brian Rose from London Real, who I'm sure you're familiar with. And it was set up to be called Edinburgh Real. Mm. And the tagline for it was inspiring others. And so I started that on the 22nd of February, 2016. It's literally just past my third year anniversary. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so I did that for about six months and then decided that I wanted to pursue it full time. So I would leave my job. I was working in asset management at the time. I wanted to leave my job and commit to this full time. But I wanted to rebrand it uh, for a couple of reasons. One of them was that I felt as though I was always going to be perceived as the little brother to London Real. Mm. I wanted to really create my own identity. And an another reason is that I had been working alongside um, a, a London Real Academy member called Craig Alley. Mm. He was sort of semi-sponsor, co-host, if you like. And um, yeah, for that reason, I thought to maintain the integrity of what we had created together, I wanted to set up my own thing. And so it was, I spent a lot of time actually kicking around different names and thinking about it. And it became very simple when I noticed that the two themes and the tagline in the name were Edinburgh, you know, that's where it is, and the word inspiring. So inspiring Edinburgh. And then I realized that you could create uh, a portmanteau, it's called, a sort of fusion of the two words, inspired rolling into the word Edinburgh using the E and the D in the center. Mm. And and that's sort of how it came about. Um, so partly by by accident, partly by kismet. <laughs> mm. And then why I feel Edinburgh is my spiritual home. I mean, I'm, I don't have a, a very sort of solid grounding as to why. It's certainly not backed by science. It just is the place where I feel the most... Uh, comfortable and the most like myself 
you know um yeah yeah it's, it's i could i could riff on this all day so i'll i'll keep it i'll keep it short but that that's that's the that's the the, the basis of it yeah i mean it's interesting sort of spirituality means different things for for different people and you you can spend hours expa- explaining <laughs> what spirituality is yeah you know that's that you know it's not an easy question to sort of uh, wrap your head around but that's the you know that that's the thing it's not a head thing is it it's sort of it's no. beyond the the mind and the head and sort of the yeah. intellectual side of things it's sort of more of a heart it's, a it's, a feeling and a, a a a a intuition so to speak that's exactly the word i was going to use it's it's a, yeah it's definitely a sort of instinctive thing an energetic thing um and it's interesting I mean, spirituality is something that i've become more and more interested in and perhaps involved in over the last kind of five to ten years Mm. Um, originally starting my sort of personal development journey in the more sort of conventional wisdom with your OGs like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar Mm. and then gradually going deeper and deeper to spiritual teachers like your Eckhart Tolle's, Ken Wilber's um, yeah all that sort of good stuff Mm. so yeah but I mean, spirituality. A lot of people will often think of sp- sort of religion and spirituality mm. as mm. being very closely connected, mm. um, because the 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 use of the word God comes mm. up a lot. Mm. But it's it's understanding that God means different things to different people, mm. Um, mm. and 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 I think that that actually lies out with religion, certainly for myself. Mm. Have you have you sort of stayed away from religion and sort of the God? Uh, discussion for yeah yeah yeah. so I mean when I was younger I would have probably identified as an atheist actually Mm. Um, I would I mean I had no reason or or grounds to believe that there there was a god Mm. therefore I just figured that there wasn't (laughs) Mm. Mm. you know Um, a very a very simplistic scientific model of the world Mm. But then uh, I, I I leaned toward um, agnosticism mm. for the simple reason that I can't disprove that there's a god either. Mm. So um, I'm, I became open to the idea of it. And then more recently, I mean, this is something that we could go into deeper, I suppose, if you want. But I've actually been attending a fellowship mm. um, because of my my eating habits. Mm. That's something that I've been trying to unpick for a long time. It's still not something that I fully understand. Mm. And so in the 12 steps, the word God comes up a lot. Mm. And that's where you need to sort of delineate. I mean, what does that mean to you? Mm. You have to accept that you yourself can't, or you're, you're powerless to your ailment or your addiction. It's the same in narcotics, alcohol, you know, across the board. And you need to you need to believe that there is something greater than yourself out there mm. regardless of whether you think it's a, a human male figure in the sky mm. or whether it's just the you know the consciousness and it's uh, mm. pervades the universe mm. <laughs> so so but i mean I, i'm not a religious person mm. Mm. yeah i mean you know re- religion is very powerful and it's permeated through through our psyches you know, mm. for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and it's not something that you can just purge <laughs> from your existence. And yeah. for, I think there's there's a great deal of naivety in people that think they can just purge that away from people. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, my personal view of the reason why there's a lot of mental health issues is because we've been purged of this whole psyche of of the divine mm-hmm. from ourselves. Yeah, and that causes a lot of conflict because people do ask these deeper questions, which science doesn't really answer. I mean, science is very good at telling us how things work, but not why does it work in this particular way, and and you know what's the true essence of it, and you know then it becomes a philosophical question rather than a uh, a sort of scientific question yeah and you know i say this a lot you know it's bullshit at the end of the day you know <laughs> it's all bullshit but you know but for some people your bullshit is sacred mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. it's sacred so you know if you really truly believe in your bullshit then just keep saying it well um, absolutely yeah live and let live is is the sort of philosophy i like to to yeah. go by on that on that one yeah i mean you know there's there's a lot of old age a wisdom out there definitely and it's it's not something that we can just brush away uh you know just willy-nilly really mm-hmm. um so what was the kind of shift where you thought right no and then well actually this is really really i mean is it something that you experienced something that you went through was it a person you spoke to on on religion yeah i mean i, I suppose it's just been an ongoing process uh so I mean I I, I kind of consider myself an autodidact really. I, I I didn't ever really perform terribly well under the traditional education model when I was at school or through university. I've always thought of myself I suppose as a bit of a free a free thinker. Mm. <clears throat> and um yeah, I don't know. I, part of it I can maybe chalk up to just I, I don't know whether it's an uh, an innate laziness or whether it's just I, I never had a strong enough reason to want to do really really well in school. I always just thought the whole exercise was a bit of a tick box thing. Mm. Like what, what you know what's what's next though? And I really had no idea whatsoever of what I wanted to do in life, and I still battle with that. <laughs> but uh, you know, self education is something that it should be an ongoing process throughout your life. And who you are when you're 15 to who you are when you're 20, 25, 35, and and forever more, that should always be different. And I always hope that my beliefs, uh, my views on things will always be malleable and will always, uh, I always challenge the things that I think. So, yeah, before it would have been ignorance and apathy, and now it's through a more rounded view of things, I would say. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, not, but not, but not, not as a result of any external uh, stimuli as such in terms of people telling me how to view yeah. things just through myself. So you've always had that sort of internal inquisition of things. Oh, massively. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I became infamous at the place that I used to work at for asking questions. Yeah. I've always questioned everything. Even when the questions seem glib and superficial, there's always a reason to it because I always like to challenge the, you know, uh, at things at their core. Yeah, but doesn't and, and that, that cause? But but doesn't that cause yeah. questioning yourself all the time? If that's mm-hmm. the, doesn't that yeah, get probably. a bit sort of as tiring and and quite stressful when you keep questioning inside yeah. as well as out? I mean. You know, I mean, you know, there, there there has to be a stage where you stop questioning and just, just get on with things, and if you know what I mean, particularly that you know your, your your internal belief system, because 
it does cause a lot of confusion. I mean, I, 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 I questioned a lot about myself, and that, and that caused mm-hmm. a lot of burnout for me and confusion. And then there came a stage where, well, actually, let's just stop questioning, just get on with things. And <laughs> I know it's not perfect, and I know it's not fifty percent, but hey, fuck it, you know. But in in order to deepen the connection with myself, and or in order to try and aspire to, I guess, self mastery. Mm. Um, I, I, I still have to challenge a lot of the habits mm. and the things that I do and the things that I think because a lot of it hasn't been programmed consciously by me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So so to answer that question, I mean, I don't think you can ever, um, f- like, riff on ideas or philosophy. Uh, you know, philosophize or, yeah. or think about stuff too much, in my opinion. And that's, it, it's, it's difficult because I think you're right, too much thoughts, too much negative thought can be destructive. Mm, mm, but mm. too much positive thoughts, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of regulating <laughs> yeah. your own thoughts as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easier when you're kind of questioning other people because that's just sort of straightforward. <laughs> just yes. put them in that difficult situation. And um, Have you had any interviews where you thought, do you know what, I need to stop here because... I'm kind of messing them up, you know, I'm sort of messing up their own, you know, philosophies and everything that they've worked for. Um, <clears throat> or are you just a nice guy? Well, I am, in, you know, I, I do inherently believe that I am a nice guy. I don't do anything for, uh, I don't have like bad reasons for doing anything. I'm trying to do things <laughs> for, for positives. And, I, you know, it's difficult to say. I suspect that there's people that have left interviews with me when we've gone really deep who have had some kinds of shifts yeah and so i've never sort of followed up you know in a therapy did you see it though did did you like see a thing shit this guy i see it like every time i sit down with with somebody i'll probably ask something that will really stop them in their tracks yeah um so to give an example i did an interview uh, it will be my upcoming interview it's with a chap you might actually know jimmy narain yeah, I don't know if you know Jimmy. So he's a prolific uh, online course instructor. He's a digital nomad, world traveler, keynote speaker. The guy's, you know, does and has done it all. And we got towards the end of the interview, and we got really super deep on stuff. And I said to him, "When was the last time you cried, Jimmy?" And literally, it was like I just winded him. You know, it was like yeah. whoa. He didn't see it coming at all, and he he had to really sort of think about it and yeah so i mean that's not necessarily a, a question that would cause a major shift in somebody but it's a question that will certainly challenge the person in the moment well i mean if you interview me on 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 inspired edinburgh you'd be like yeah i'll, I'll be in big trouble because because <laughs> i've got so many conflicting ideas inside of me <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a total mess uh, that, that might be interesting yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a bit of a sort of yeah. It'll be a bit of a a massacre, I think. Blood everywhere, <laughs> and you think I'll be an absolute wreck, and you think, oh bloody hell. Um, have Have you had any in- interviews where you think, shit, th- this guy is useless, or I need to get out of this, or I need to stop this now? <laughs> I'm not going to name anyone, but um, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever say it in, in such callous terms. Uh, there's. See, this is the thing, the danger of going into, and I I learned this quite early, is the danger of going into interviews with any real expectations is that you're likely to be disappointed. Mm. (laughs) So I tend to go to every interview now 
very open-minded and just allowing whatever happens to happen rather than kind of fixating on something or thinking yeah this guy's a big deal or the guy's a big name or this person's done some crazy things or you know she's uh, meant to be incredible and then being kind of let down by it so yeah you're too nice mate no names I mean, I, I, I do, but like, I do think of myself as a nice person. That's one of my core beliefs: is yeah. that I am, I, I, I'm a good guy. You know, I don't do, I don't try and do anything to hurt anybody. Oh, so I'm totally different. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I try hurt them during the interview, <laughs> just mess them up, just mess, them up. mess their reputation <laughs> up. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> you know. Re- yeah, I mean, reputation's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, people try and protect their reputation uh, vividly. Mm-hmm. And um, I tend to try and destroy my reputation, actually. <laughs> 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 Just like, fuck it up, big time. Um, and some people are like that. Just sort of, you know, they want that being notorious and being at the tip of people's tongues. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's, it's so easy to do now in this sort of hypersensitive culture that we live in yeah. where everyone's like, you know, a ball hair away from being outraged about something. Yeah. And, and it, it just well, I mean, if you're naturally, balls. you know, if, if you're naturally controversial, because there, there are some people who are just naturally controversial and there are other people who are sort of trying to fake it to yeah, be controversial. Exactly. You know, you know, there there are some individuals individuals who just like totally freak you out. You think, bloody hell, this guy's or this girl is totally out there. <laughs> Katie Hopkins springs to mind. Why? Oh, but, well, I think she's somebody that's putting it on. Oh, oh, right, right, sort of fakey. So I think of. it's she's a very intelligent mm, woman mm, who mm. recognizes that by being extremely controversial. Mm. That she can gain attention and get eyes on her and her stuff, and it mm. works. It works a treat. It works for all these people. All of these people that speak out about stuff, they've all got massive followings. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's bizarre. But that that to me is testament to how backwards the world is. So you know? so 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 you wouldn't swap uh, having an audience for being yourself. You know, having a you know. People following you because you're fake, this and then the, being this, being your true the, self. Well, this is the constant internal battle that I have. Mm. You know, it's like um, I could get on extremely controversial figures mm. to try and up the, my sort of viewership, if you like. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's 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 doing that, but in a way that maintains sort of a level of personal integrity mm. and, and in keeping with my own set of ethics and that's very difficult mm. so I don't know I mean take for example some kind of super villain that might get a, an enormous amount of views like it's very difficult for me to do that because it goes against what I stand for mm. my show is called Inspired Edinburgh for a reason there needs to be at least some um you know, redemption or some sort of positive story in it. So, I mean, a guest that I've got coming up uh, later this year is a chap, I don't know if you'll know of him, but his name's Sean Atwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, just in, in short, um, he was, uh, he, he became involved in sort of investing and uh, stock market stuff when he was in his early 20s quickly became a millionaire he was very good at it he then got involved he was moved over to the states he then 
became deeply involved in the rave culture over there mm. and became one of the biggest smugglers and distributors of ecstasy mm. in the area. The police then caught wind of it. He, his house was burst into by like a SWAT team. Yeah. <laughs> they apprehended him and he was facing a 200 year sentence. Mm. He was sentenced to in a, he went to jail in Arizona. He eventually came out. He's now back in the UK. He's banned from the US forever, but he's now an activist. He now goes to 100 schools a year mm. to speak about why you shouldn't be doing bad stuff. Mm. You know, mm. he's learned lessons from it. He's evolved as a person and he now has an amazing story mm. from these learnings. Mm. Like that for me, that's inspirational. So mm. whilst he's done bad stuff, mm. I guess, um, although I think the drug laws are, are kind of dubious, um, he's he's a reformed character. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean I've met Sean and he's a really interesting character, really, um, really colourful guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah. speaker. His TED talks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really colourful. Um, uh, we're 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 coming to this very very interesting, fascinating talk, and you know we we can talk for a long time. Um, uh, my, my my last question to you is 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 you're fascinated about pens. <laughs> what is it with pens? I'm fascinated as to how you know that. Um, I have had, long had a fascination with pens. Actually, I had. You mean like writing instruments? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pens. Yeah, 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 yeah right pens. With you. I don't know actually. So I, I, you know, the 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 earliest memory I have of that was a birthday that I had, and one of my best friends gave me a Mont Blanc rollerball mm. for my uh, as as a present, and that catalyzed my interest in you know really high high quality writing instruments and i went on to acquire I've, i had a whole bunch over the years i tragically lost three mont blancs in a a mont blanc case mm. you know probably like a thousand pounds worth of stuff it was in a bag that i had left somewhere got lost never retrieved it again tragic but yeah yeah you're right i do like my pens <laughs> uh, yeah, i don't do enough writing though i definitely don't do enough writing these days yeah, because your handwriting's great, and you sort of you're you're very meticulous about your writing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. <laughs> great. Well, I mean, how can people get hold of you? What's the best way? And uh, and you know, which which is your best episode as well? If if you know, if you want to showcase your work, um, my most recent interview with Peter Sage is mm. is really mm. special, and my most viewed episode is with uh, the fifty billion dollar man Dan Pena. Mm. which is always worth a listen you might not agree with everything that he says but <laughs> i love that guy yeah he's crazy it's, i need to uh, get him on here actually yeah, yeah that would be brilliant that would be so good um where to find me i mean you know if you type in inspired edinburgh if you type in elliot reeves um i've got my own personal website my inspired edinburgh website i'm still working on it's been a work in progress for a bit of time and uh, yeah i'm all over social media I'm, I'm a difficult person to ignore in actual fact hydar for being frank <laughs> so <laughs> excellent yeah. thank you so much elliot it's been great it's been brilliant and thank you so much for having me on my friend it's been a, a, a real privilege thank you take care Thanks for listening to this installment of the Surgical Spirit podcast. For all the latest in the world of Surgical Spirit, don't forget to follow on Twitter at The Third Eye Doc and catch me on Facebook at the page The Third Eye Doctor. 
you can visit the website at www.thethirdeyedoctor.co.uk for more information on the work that I do. And please send us feedback and questions and suggestions for the podcast. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. I've been Dr. Haida Al-Hakim, and I'll see you next time.